Hello and welcome to Dynamic Thriving Podcast. I am your host, Mary Ann Pack, spiritual guide into all things life transformational. And today I have a special guest, Tina Kadish. Welcome, Tina. I'm so glad you're here with us. Thank you, Mary Ann. It's a pleasure to be here today. I'm looking yes. forward to it. Good. I am so glad to share you with my audience. And um her website is lifeisideal.com. So that sounds like a really juicy <laughs> title for a website. So I'm looking forward to, to that. Um, so let's jump right in. Tina, who is Tina and what good do you bring into the world? Okay, thank you uh, again. So Life is Ideal is about I support corporate women who are ready to transition out of the corporate world into entrepreneurship. And Life is Ideal was created uh, many years ago when I was laid off myself. And I embarked on a journey on how do I, what do I need to do? Because I, when I got laid off, I just didn't know what I wanted to do next with my own career. And through my journey, I embarked on a tool that I now coach my clients to help you get clarity about your life you know, really living a purpose-driven life because too many of us are not happy with what we are doing. So life is ideal is all centered around how do you live life on purpose? So my focus is really about corporate women who are ready, ready, keyword, to transition out of corporate into entrepreneurship so that they can live a purpose-driven life. Absolutely. So you help them find out whether they're ready or not, or where they are on that, on that uh, transformational journey. Yes, absolutely. A lot of us don't know what we want to do. We don't know what our passions are. We don't know what I, what we want to do in our career. For me, I was in training and development when I got laid off and I love training, but I was a single mom with two kids at the time and I couldn't travel to be a trainer and I needed to find something else. And so, but what I learned is that I wanted to be an entrepreneur. You know, my values were freedom, flexibility, integrity, of course, is one of my other values. But I realized that I want to be on my own. I want to do my own thing. I want to be in control of my own destiny instead of being told what to do by someone else. Mm -hmm. And so this tool helps you to get that clarity because too many of us just don't know what we want to do, what our passions are. We don't dream enough. We don't really write down what we desire. What do we want to manifest in our life? Yeah, we've kind of lost that skill of daydreaming and, you know, like when we were little kids and we just dream about all the wonderful things we were going to do and be and have and, and we just kind of that got, you know, come back to reality now, dear, you know, stop looking out the window, stop, stop daydreaming. I know what happened to, you know, the child in us, it goes away and we stop dreaming. We really don't tap into that. And then we get, you know, we get stuck in it. And, um, and we just stopped dreaming. And that's really a shame. And that was me. I really never, never dream, dreamt that I'd be an entrepreneur and never imagined that I would be an entrepreneur today. Yes. Uh, so your title is a career change agent. What does that mean? 
So I help you to change your careers. I help you, you know, at wherever you are in your journey. If you are in transition with a layoff, you are um, looking to reinvent yourself with your career, you want to be an entrepreneur, things like that. So where are you? I'm my my perfect clients are the, those mid-career transitioners. Okay, but it could be a 35-year-old uh, as well because at at a 35-year-old, what I've learned is that they are already realizing that they don't want to be in that job doing this, whatever they're doing, and they really wanna do something else. Like I have come across people that are lawyers and they want to stop being a lawyer. They wanna get out and do something else. They've spent all this money and they realize that being a lawyer was not what they should have done. Mm -hmm. And they realize they were unhappy because there's a lot of unhappy people in the world that are just unproductive, they're unhappy, they're stressed out, they're overwhelmed, they have no joy in their life. And it takes a toll on your health, takes a toll on your relationships with your family when you are not happy with what you are doing. And that was me when I was in corporate America, because after I got laid off, I did go back to a job and out of fear. And I talk a lot about fear. That's a whole nother topic. But a lot of us stop dreaming because of our mindset. Too. We don't believe that we can be something else. We doubt ourselves. We really, I call them the saboteurs. We sabotage ourselves. Mm -hmm. It really just begins right here. And we stop, we stop taking action. We don't move forward because of fear. And that was me until 2018 is when I became a full-time entrepreneur because I went back to work as a talent acquisition strategist. So I've been in training and I've been in talent acquisition. So I have a lot of experience in helping you find that new career and also to be an entrepreneur because I have also a business coaching program that I help you launch your business. Awesome, awesome. So today's topic is having a voice during turbulent times. So, um, you know, since you're a career coach, you're this transition coach, you know, why do you emphasize having a voice during turbulent times? Where's that connection here? So that's a very good question. So life throws us many curveballs. Okay. So my career, I got laid off and that was a curveball. That was a challenging time. Well, what else happened in 2019 and 2020 during turbulent times? Luckily, I was an entrepreneur. I had uh, a family challenge. My daughter had was diagnosed with ovarian cancer okay. at the young age of 37. And so, what I um, during her journey, you know, she was diagnosed in 2019 and passed away last year in 2020. Mm -hmm. And so, I call it turbulent because it came out of nowhere. And life throws us out of nowhere. You know, for example, right now we have the pandemic going on and turbulent, challenging, whatever you want to call it, uncertain times are thrown at us. And so as I'm going through this process and I started to reflect on the time and when my daughter passed away, my daughter was a writer. You know, she majored in journalism and wrote many articles and she wrote an article about anything can change in a blink of an eye. And I found this after she had passed away, I found an article that she had written, but the word voice, I created an acronym, which I will share in a few minutes from this challenging time, because 
we all need to express our opinions, speak our truth, own our power. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when you're going through challenging times, like myself with my daughter, I felt powerless. I felt it just, I was knocked to the ground. I just was totally, wow, what do I do now? I really don't, it was very scary, very scary. And she's my oldest, I have two, you know, and she passed away, like I said, so I do have a son, but it took me really, uh, you know, uh, at a point that I just didn't know what I wanted to do or what, what will I do? So I'm a take charge kind of person. I'm a results oriented. I believe, you know, my mindset, okay, how can I, how can I turn this into a, what's the solution here? So I never gave up on finding solutions for her. We reached out to other people, other hospitals, I should say, to find remedies. I'm a wellness advocate as well. I believe in natural remedies. I believe that there is a solution, okay, and that we can heal our bodies. Unfortunately, my daughter's cancer was advanced when it was diagnosed, and she had a lot of demons inside of her that I believe could have led to her illness because she had a depression. She uh, didn't believe in herself, didn't love herself, didn't, didn't really speak up a lot. And that's why I created the word, uh, the acronym voice, because we all need to express our opinion. We need to be in control of our bodies. We need to, we need to stand up to the wellness, uh, to the, I, I'll call them what medical professionals. Okay. I, you know, love naturopathic physicians. I love it because they're focusing on natural remedies. Don't get me wrong. We do need doctors, medical doctors. Mm -hmm. However, we have to really stand up. And so voice, I'll go through the acronym. V is the word voice. But what I mean by that is I want you to really express your opinions and don't apologize for standing in your conviction. You know, I always had to stand up to the medical profession on natural remedies because they believe in the drugs, okay? And I did not. Like, if it was up to me, I would have gone through the chemo route. I would have gone through other ways to heal. And, but my, you know, my daughter believed in that. And of course she was an adult and I honored her wishes. So we need to express our thoughts and our opinions. Um, the O is optimism that even during challenging times that, you know, my daughter used to say everything happens for a reason that things are meant to happen. Although I thought that this was going to be a second chance at her life, that she was going to learn from this experience of the cancer and change her life, transform her life to like, wow, I survived cancer. I can do anything right now. However, that didn't happen. You know, God has a plan. I'm, you know, I'm very faithful. I believe in God. Uh, whatever, you know, your listeners believe in that is awesome. But I believe that it was, it was probably her time to go. And, you know, people have said that she's in a better place and I'll go with that. I believe she is, but um, we don't know. We really don't know. So optimism is that, you know, how do we continue the memories? What legacy do we want to have when we lose a loved one? And so even during challenging times, whatever it is, during the pandemic, you know, how optimistic can we be? How can we shift our mindset to think that good things are going to happen? You know, that there is hope. There is good things that are going to come from this, okay? 
Um, and the I is impact. So what impact do you want to make in the world? So one of the things that I thought about is that how will I make an impact or what is my purpose now? Because I'm a career clarity strategist, career change agent, whatever. And, but how do I take this part of my life and what can I do with it? So what I've thought about is that I'm going to be doing more around this topic, but I really help people transform their careers. But while they're transforming their careers, life throws them a curveball like myself. Okay. And in my case, it was my daughter passing away. Some people have lost their jobs. Some people, you know, many people have lost loved ones during COVID. My daughter was in the hospital numerous times during COVID that I couldn't even go visit her. No one could visit her. It was very hard. However, the day she passed away, I was with her during COVID. And this is where the voice comes in because I stood up for me and for my daughter. I did not want her to pass away alone. So when she took her last breath, I was with her because I stood up for my conviction. And I stood up to the hospital and they were trying to fight me and I didn't care, I did it. So when we are faced with difficult times, it's amazing where our strength comes from. So a lot of my anger, I think my strength comes from my anger. I was very angry, very passionate to be with my daughter. And I never believed that she was gonna pass away. I mean, until the day she died, I still didn't believe she was gonna pass away. I really didn't. I never gave up hope. And I'm a, a little bit of a control freak. I want to control the outcome. How many of you wanna control an outcome? Yeah. You, okay, All right? The time. All the time. And, and that was me and that was me. And so my daughter would say to me, mom, you can't control this situation. This is what is meant to be. And you need to lighten up. You need to deal with your anger, mom, because this is what it is right now. She was actually calmer than me, okay? And she was going through this journey. So the impact that I wanna make is that I wanna help other grieving moms yeah. that, are, that have gone through this. And you know, grieving dads, of course, as well, but really, how can I help another grieving mom? I've been coming across uh, many grieving moms that have lost not just one child, but two in their lifetime, which wow. is amazing, the resilience that we have. You know, I believe that when we are, um, we are dealt with adversity, we're dealt with uh, challenging times, we are stronger and braver than we think we are. And it's amazing what we can accomplish. I, I really believe that. And I saw a strength in me that I had never thought was possible. I really never thought that I would even get through that. And I sure didn't think that I would get through after she passed away, because I never really believed that she would pass away. I never did. And so now seven months later of her passing, it is still surreal. It is still, what I've learned is that you, it's one day at a time, be in the moment, be in the present, in other words. And this is what it is. This is what my life is. Okay. That there's good and there's also challenging times. And so can you find the good? Can you find the optimism? Okay. During challenging times. So the I is impact. Okay. Then the C is courage. I learned that I had courage to stand up to anyone without fear. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing how much courage that you can get 
when you're dealt with it. And don't quit with any challenge that you are faced. There is a solution out there. I learned so much about the medical professional uh, profession. I learned so much about the cancer itself. I learned so much about the process. And I learned, I learned so much that, wow, I'm like, oh my God. And so it was a journey of, and I had to be courageous, not only for my, for my daughter and for myself, for my other family members, I had to stand up. I had to be courageous. I've always believed that I had to be courageous. I had to be strong and I never could be vulnerable because I always believed that being vulnerable is weak. Mm -hmm. Well, I've learned through this process, it's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to let it out, feel your feelings. It's okay. We don't need to be strong all the time. We need to let our feelings out. If I don't feel like working one day or I feel like crying for an hour, I'm going to cry. I'm going to feel it because that's what it is because you want to let it out. And, and whatever situation you're in, you want to really deal with your feelings that you have and how are you going to um, deal with it? You know, I'm not wallowing in self-pity. I am, you know, working with the grief uh, counselor. You know, I'm in a Bible study. I have taken action towards really trying to understand also why this even happened. How many, you know, maybe your listeners are asking themselves, why did this happen to me? Why my daughter? Mm -hmm. I'll never know. I'll never know. Okay. Um, So I'm trying to understand why, but some of us, we don't know why this happened. Why did COVID happen? Why are, you know, people passing away that are healthy and they're passing away from COVID. Okay. So sometimes we just don't know. So, and then the E is empathy. Having empathy for yourself, having empathy for others, that what everybody's going through a battle, everybody is going through something. It's not just you. And that's what I've also learned in this process is that I'm not the only one that's lost a loved one, especially a child. There's others. And so I want to have empathy for others. Although this is very real for me because you know, you always think about when you, oh, I should say, when you hear other people going through difficult times, you feel sorry, you have empathy, but when it hits home, yeah. it's a whole nother, um, it's a whole nother world. It yeah. really is. So that's the voice. And that I want to share more and more as, as I get out there and talk to more people. That's, that's just an amazing story. The, um, you, you were talking about you think that, you know, she had some, oh, emotional things that probably stirred up in her that, and metaphysically, how our mind and emotions affects our body is very, because I was a very sick young woman, um, because I had such crappy thinking, you know, I had such a victim attitude there against me, Poor, poor me, you know, everybody does me wrong. And it was that all- That was her, was that all, was her. And, and, you know, angry and frustrated and confused. And, um, you know, I just created just illness after illness and sickness and autoimmune disease and migraines and, mm. you know, surgery after surgery. And yet, you know, when I did reach out for, uh, to the natural supplement world, because 
the drugs had so affected my mental capacity, I just broke down and um, realized that this wasn't the path. You know, so for myself, I, I too, you know, had to reach out and ask for help somewhere else in the natural, natural food realm, the supplements, the alternative healing methods. Mm-hmm. And then that opened me later, years later, to start evaluating my beliefs and my thoughts. So that mindset change came many years later after I got some relief in my body. You know, it was finally like, okay, I'm open enough to start um, getting some help in my mindset. And now it's like, you know, I feel good most of the time. And that shouldn't be at 62 when I was almost dead at 40, you know? (laughs) So, uh, so but at least you did, you see, that's the thing. At least you, you were aware of it, but you did something about it. You know, my daughter, you know, would wallow in the self-pity would, would play the victim mentality. And she really, I was trying to coach her, but Mm -hmm. as her mom, she wouldn't listen. And the mindset shift didn't occur. And, until, and she realized, and she even asked me, she said, mom, do you think I made myself sick? Mm -hmm. I said, you might've, okay. You might've, however, you know, it was also the medical uh, doctor that didn't diagnose it until it was too late. She had pain. It wasn't a silent killer as ovarian cancer has been known. So there is some accountability um, there, but it also like she had a cyst the size of a cantaloupe when she was diagnosed. Something happened to create this cyst. Like how did this cyst get created? We will never know. We will never know. But our emotions, our diet play a huge part in our overall well-being. I firmly believe that. Absolutely. 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 So how has this experience affected you? Like um, um why do you feel like it's necessary to talk about? What are, you, what are you bringing out to clients or, you know, the impact that you're wanting to make for others? That's a good point because, you know, uh, one of my clients said to me, you know, you've gone through this challenging time yourself. How are you able to give back right. to us, to me? Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, that's a very good question. I really never thought, because... I am so passionate about helping women to love what they do, you know, really their careers. And, and because that was me that, you know, my story was the same there that I was unhappy and I want to help others. So I want to make an impact that I want you to love what you're doing. But so the impact for this is that how resilient are you during challenging times? Are you optimistic that even during challenging times, are you going to get up every day and make a difference? Are you going to create meaning for someone else? I'm not going to wallow in self-pity. I have a life. I have a purpose. I have other family members that need me. Okay. And and so I want to impact others, but I want to be around because I want to create a legacy. You know, um, I want to continue to share my daughter's journey because there could be something in that journey that I could share something and someone would say, I never thought of that. That's a good point. I didn't even think of, how can you be optimistic during challenging times? Like that makes no sense to me. And, you know, I had to think about that because when I, you know, the word voice has, you know what, I've got to create something with voice because I believe in having a voice. And 
And so the optimism, I'll be honest with you, it was hard to come up with that word for the acronym. And I said, hmm, I want to be authentic. And don't get me wrong, you're not going to be positive and optimistic every day. It is okay to be in a pity party, okay? Just don't stay there, okay? You want to get out of it. You want to move on. You want to live life, you know, and what this journey has really uh, taught me is that we have to focus on what we have, you know, appreciate what we have, wake up every day with gratitude, with what we have, not what we don't have, because I never knew that my daughter was going to pass away at 37. Had I know, had she known that, maybe she would have, you know, dealt with life differently. Maybe she would have thought differently. Maybe we would have done different things, maybe, you know, but on the other hand, do we really want to know when we're going to pass away? I don't think I want to know. Okay. I don't fight you, but I don't want to know either. So it's really, as long as you're here on earth, take every day and appreciate every little thing that you have, because we're not here forever. We're just renting space on earth. We really are. And nothing comes with us when we leave. That's for sure. Absolutely. Yep. So does that answer your question? Yes, that's good. You know, I I love that you're creating it around voice because that was actually, you know, even one of my things because of how I was raised and, you know, not speaking up for yourself. Be quiet. No, 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 no. Oh my God. Yes. This isn't the place for you to talk. You're just a girl. A kind of attitude. And then, you know, moving into dating and then marriage and then realizing I don't even have a voice in my marriage, really, you know, until I finally couldn't stand it anymore. And I blow up. Well, that's what I did too. Because I didn't, because I couldn't speak up Mm. the throat in metaphysical, in in the metaphysical um, realm, the throat is your communication, is your voice, is your speaking your truth, is your asking for your desires and needs and wants. And guess what I created? Thyroid disease. Yes. Wow. So, you know, it's, you know, at 22, I had a cold, hard nodule. The surgeon was able to take it out. It worked for a while. But then after my second son, full-blown Graves disease. Wow. And burning it out with radioactive iodine. Well, when you do that, then you're stuck for the rest of your life on, you know, hormones, you know, Synthroid or, uh, okay. so, wow. you know, for, for me, voice is very important now that I'm learning at this age, you know, having to learn this when I should have learned that way back, should have been able to speak up for myself. And it's the I, way we're taught in our family. You know, I was raised the same way. Like, you know, you don't speak up. you got to be good. you got to be responsible. I was the oldest of three girls in an Italian immigrant family. And you just didn't really speak up. And then I got married to an Italian immigrant husband. Mm -hmm. Also, I didn't speak up a lot. And then I divorced him 20 years later. And that's when I really spoke up that people said to me, whoa, what happened to you? (laughs) You have a voice. (laughs) You are not the Tina that we know. I'm like, exactly. Get used to it. Because Tina has changed. Because Tina is thinking of Tina for the first time. Cause I used to be a people pleaser. Oh yes. 
Oh my goodness. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh yes. Yes. So it's good that we have a voice, you know, still be respectful of others, yeah. uh, accepting other people's differences. You know, it's okay to agree to disagree, you know, with everyone, um, not to be disrespectful, rude, condescending, arrogant, mm. being your authentic self. Yeah. You can use your voice with tact and grace. You don't have to be mean about it. No, you know, because not. I'm learning to use my voice, but I'm trying to do it in a, in a gracious way, you know, that's still not, blah, here's what I want. And you, I, and it's in a demanding way. That's not it at all. Doesn't work. You know? So Doesn't work. it's, it's a, it's still a loving way to use our voice and to speak up for what we want. So yeah, it's been a long trial for me to do that, you know, went through a divorce also and now married to my second husband and he's so supportive and it's so much easier to talk to him and um yet you know i still have that twinge of oh can i, can I say that? this should i not say I this <laughs> you know. yeah me too i'm married a second time as well and um and i you know he says well you're you're strong you stand up and you are resilient and there's many people that what I've gone through, they've told me that they don't think that they could have gone out of bed every day yeah. with what I've gone through. And I said, well, going through a layoff, going through a divorce, almost lost our house, now lost a daughter. It's like, okay, I can handle pretty much anything after this point. <laughs> Thank you, God. There's got to be a reason why this came to me. <laughs> but don't you think that that inner strength is that inner being, our, our inner soul, our inner source, that God spark that's within us, that we're True. just bringing forward. We're involving that part of us in our physical daily life. That is Whereas true. Some people, they don't even consider that. That's not like a partner, a co-creator with them. I mean, for me, the resilience comes because I want my intuition's input. You know, I ask my intuition, I ask my spirit guides, what do you want me to know for today? Yes. You know, what do I need to know? What, what would make a bigger impact? What would be a blessing to someone? And so, you know, that resilience to me is that inner being guiding us in the physical realm where we wouldn't have the strength. Exactly. We were just trying to do this on our own. And everyone has that. Everyone has that inner strength. It's just whether you're tapping into it and you've created a relationship with that. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. I mean, you know, for me, tapping into my intuition, yes, I definitely tap into it. And, you know, how can I serve others? Like when my daughter passed away, I asked God, I said, God, okay, what do I do with this now? Right. You know, what do I do with this? And so... I needed to share my message. And this is an example of sharing my message about this. It's the first step in it. And, you know, I wrote an article in a magazine a couple months, I think a month after she passed away. And the publisher said, I can't believe you actually are able to speak mm, yes. through this. And I said, well, I did. I mean, I planned the whole funeral. I, I even spoke at the funeral. I did the eulogy. I just take charge person as always, just go, go, go. Don't really, didn't really sit 
and reflect until then everything was over. Then it's like when I really started like, oh, wow, now she's really gone. Right. The real what do I do? The realization um, comes in. Yeah. Not here. Yeah. So what tips do you have for somebody like this that can, um, that you can share that, that would be helpful for somebody else that either might be going through this or something similar or whatever a turbulent time is that they're experiencing, whether it is a death or a loss of job or, um, you know, bad marriage or what, whatever it is that's affecting them. That's a good thing. You know, sometimes we have to let go, surrender to it and not try, not, not try to control it. Like I mentioned a few minutes ago, I tried to control everything, but I really had to shift my mindset that I have to let this go. It, you have to release things. Things happen in our life and that we can't control. We can never control what is happening, but it's how we respond to that situation, okay? For every situation we're going through, what is the response equals the outcome, okay? So like I said, I could have taken this inward and I could have really gone another way and really um, like, for example, committed suicide. There's people that will go in a whole nother direction, okay? And I, yeah, of course I could have had that choice. I decided not to. So, so really surrendering, you know, um, again, gratitude, wake up every day, appreciate what you have. Okay. There is something to be grateful for every day. I mean, I'll be, you know, transparent. There's mornings that I wake up and like, okay, what do I have to be grateful for? Okay. What do I have to be grateful for? And I have to like, really like get myself into the gratitude myself. And I'll say, okay, I woke up. I'm alive. There is something to be grateful for. I, and then I go into, okay, I have this person, I have this situation. There's things. So you really have to uh, tap it. And journal. Like I journal. I got into journaling. I got into meditation. These are two things that I never really did until this journey. Mm. And praying more, the power of praying, even though I'll be honest again, I didn't want to open up my Bible for months after I really didn't because I did my faith was questioned during this journey. Sure. Really was. And I really was like, okay, God is supposed to be good. God loves us. Then why did you take a young girl like this? Mm -hmm. I would have traded places in a heartbeat. Okay. And so that questioning my faith and, and, you know, and I've gone to some people and, and I've had to really get back to my, to my faith and praying and reading the Bible, more consistent basis. So tapping into what you said, Mary, tapping into your intuition, tapping into your inner guide, like what, what, what is it telling you, you know, to move forward? Um, you know, what, what do you want to do with this mess now? <laughs> you know, cause you find yourself in a mess. Mm -hmm. the, the biggest challenge for me was this, everything I've gone through, I thought was, I thought what I had gone through was difficult. That's nothing compared to this. Okay. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and I'm not minimizing COVID people have passed away with COVID people have lost people in a hospital without being with them. So I was grateful that I was with my daughter when she passed. Mm -hmm. That was huge for me that I was able to be by her side. 
Otherwise she could have passed away alone. So it's those little things that we need to find every day to be grateful for. And that, you know, nothing in life is permanent, good or bad. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we can't fix things. I learned that the hard way. I tried to fix it. I tried for every solution and nothing worked. Nothing worked. And so my daughter would always say, mom, you can't fix this. Yes. You can't fix it. So stop trying to fix it. Right. And she said, I'm not a fighter. I'm a fighter. See, I'm a fighter. I've always been a fighter. My daughter, I think, stopped fighting because she was in pain every day. It it was tiring. She was in the hospital a lot during this time, Mm -hmm. during COVID, isolated, in pain, and so it was difficult for her. And I think she just wanted to find peace. I think that part of her accepted it and she let go because she was very calm. She was calmer than me, never yelled at any nurses or doctors, never was sure with anybody. She had such grace, such compassion, such, it was just amazing. And I used to say, how can you be like this when you are going through this? She said, mom, you just do. And I'm like, wow. So that's a lesson that I'm learning from her is that she really was calm and and took took it with grace. Mm -hmm. She was scared. I knew that, but she really um, held herself with dignity and just did whatever came at her. She did it with grace and loving and compassionate. Uh, It was amazing how she was. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, it was a beautiful, I was watching it. I was like, wow, this is the daughter that I raised. I was like, so yeah. proud of her for who she had become uh, in life. And unfortunately was cut too short. She had a lot more to do in life. She sure did. She wanted to write a book and she was a writer, a journalist. And so mm-hmm. I found uh, some cards that she was going to write a book five years ago. Okay. And it was all about self-love. And so interesting Marianne. So there will be a book coming at some point besides I'll share what I have going now, but there will be something about, because I have all these index cards. She organized them by chapter. Wow. It was, I found them in her room underneath some boxes. And I said, she wrote this for me to get it out. Right. And it was all about depression, self-love, mm-hmm. lessons she had. And one of the lessons is the same thing here is gratitude to be grateful, to, to have compassion for others as well as yourself to be, you know, give yourself grace as well. Yes. And sometimes that's the hardest thing. We, it's like we, we could give it to other people, but we don't give it to ourselves. It's, it's a, you know, it's that mean girl sitting there, you know, (laughs) in our ear. (laughs) Yep. That was my daughter too. She did more for others. Yeah, giving yeah. us what for when uh, we have that inner being also whispering those love messages to us. And um, I love that you talk about the gratitude because I am a big proponent of journaling and um, I also offer a, a journal of positive aspects that I wrote. And nice. So that's a, a free gift on my website. So um, if anybody's looking for something that just turns your thoughts, it's just a little lesson a day with journaling prompts. And it really does help. I've gone through it and I've written it. You know, I've gone okay. through it 
few times. So, because you're always in a different place. So this is something you just download, print, print it as many times as a 31 day journal. It's not date specific. You can start at any time, but it just, it just helps you start thinking along those lines because That's awesome. when we do that, our neural pathways in our brain physiologically starts changing and connecting differently so that it starts looking for positive aspects. It's That's a right. lot easier right. once you get started because then the negative neural pathways aren't used as much and they start falling away. So it's, it's not only a spiritual and emotional thing. It, this is a physiological thing that, so you know, true. like you said, waking up in the morning, what am I grateful for? When I go to sleep, I do the same thing. I have a gratitude kind of a, I just start going through, you know, list in my head before I go to sleep because I can drift off to sleep so much easier if I'm in appreciation before I go to sleep. That's a good you know, point. Good when point. when you wake up in the morning, you're more likely to follow the train of thoughts you had before you went to sleep. So if you can keep that train of thought going, you know, you're more likely to be in gratitude. So I know you have a book that's come out. Yes. So I'm so um, appreciative of a book collaboration that I'm in. I'm part of an anthology and the book is called Success in Any Season. So I will be sharing my this story in the book and will be with about 19 other authors uh, in this book and all different kinds of stories. Um, and, it, and that in any season, you can be successful. So this season of hardship, this season of turbulence that I went through, there is success somewhere out there, okay? And I know that it's coming. There's more to be done. Uh, one of the things that I'm gonna be doing is I wanna create a foundation for my daughter. And it's about empowering other others that when they're going through challenging times. So I still haven't thought it through, but the book will be launched. Uh, March 15 is our date that I've been told. And I haven't gotten yet, Marianne, the link on how to order it, but once it comes out the link, I will definitely be able to share it. But I'm very excited because there'll be so many inspirational stories from some amazing authors. And um, I'm just so honored to share this and um, with other authors. And this is the first time, you know, I had my own book that was hasn't been published yet. It's ready to be released mm. and I haven't gotten it published yet. So this is the first time that I'm in a, uh, in a book. So for me, yeah, this is my first and uh, more to come. I'm sure after this, because I never thought I'd be an author. I never thought I'd be a writer. My daughter would always say, mom, really, you're going to write. And because she's the writer, she's, Mm -hmm. you know, she wrote so many articles and she was really a good writer. And um, so she would be like looking down now and say, mom, go, mom. I can't believe you're doing this. <laughs> She's laughing like, okay. Mom. Yes. So how can people get a hold of you? I know your, your website is uh, life is ideal. Life, so life is And on my website, I also offer a free ebook getting back to career clarity. I offer an ebook, the six steps to go from uncertainty to career clarity. So go on my website, download the clarity guide and it's yours for free. Uh, it's, it's going through the six steps 
that I coach my clients on to give you that clarity that you want in your career. So it's my free gift for people going on my website. Very nice. I appreciate that. No problem. And then, uh, yes, um, uh, the book is Success in Any Season. You'll be able to find that on Amazon. And yes. um, I'm sure that she will also include a link sometime in her on her website. I will. Uh, so I will. she'll be able to, you know, get that book out to you. And um, I'm sure she'll probably even have some signed copies you can get. I did, yeah, that is my plan. So to really get some signed copies, uh, I'm sure that we're going to do some book signings, you know, well, hopefully in person, but I don't know how that goes. So yes. we're going to have to be virtual book launches because yeah. that's what's going on right now in the virtual world. Everything is virtual. Right. Yes, right now. So um, do you have any parting words of wisdom you'd like to share with us before we close out this episode? This was really an honor, a really a privilege, Marianne, to have me here and for your listeners to just appreciate every day, uh, cherish the moments you have yes, yes. Uh, every day with your loved ones. And, you know, really let's not stress over the little things and really focus on gratitude and appreciate everything in our life right now. Because things, you know, are there's always going to be a challenge, but it's also how, how you look at it. Right. as well. Our mindset um, really plays a huge part. Oh, Definitely. It's, it all begins right here. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I like this, um, you know, the success in any season. And for me, I, I listen a lot to my mentor, Abraham Hicks, and mm. their definition of success is joy. So, um, when you're in joy, you are in alignment with everything you desire. So, that's right. Successful. So um, I thank you, Tina, for being our guest. Thank you so much for spending your time with us. And, and I get to share you with my audience. So thank you again. Thank you, Marianne, for having me today. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you, everyone, for this uh, listening for this episode of Dynamic Thriving Podcast. I'm Marianne Pack, your host, and I invite you to visit our website, MaryAnnPack.com. And if you're looking for that journal of positive aspects, you can just scroll down on the first page. The offer is there, and it is a free uh, journal that you can download and print and use as many times as you desire. So I greatly appreciate you listening and remember, you are joy looking for a way to express. <laughs>